make real friends, connect with real people. I don't even say think about fans, like make friends, make connections, and it, it will grow. It really does grow exponentially. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm gonna share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're gonna show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. We're officially live for our music mentor spotlight. Hey, Melissa, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm great. How are you doing? Doing well. Excited to talk with you. Well, I'm happy to be here. So this isn't our first rodeo. This isn't our first time talking with Melissa. So some of you might be familiar with her, but uh, for those of you who aren't, you're definitely in for a treat. This is going to be a fun conversation. All right, so Melissa Mulligan is a vocal and branding coach who has been helping vocalists and creators of music reach their authentic authentic potential for more than two decades now. And she's worked with professional recording artists like AJR, Chelsea Cutler, Jeremy Zucker, Newfound Glory, and works as a vocal consultant for major labels, music industry professionals. Her students have signed to major record labels toured around the world, won platinum and gold records, and performed on all the late night and daytime talk shows. So she's she's done a thing or two here in the industry. She's a very cool person. And um, today, you know, something that we both really enjoy talking about is about artist identity and music branding and how to you know, take your passion, take your music and build a core audience around that in a way that's authentic to you. And some of the mindsets, some of the inner blocks that come up on that process. So Melissa, thanks so much for taking the time to be here and to do the Music Mentor Spotlight. Thanks for having me. You know, I, I always love these talks that we have. Somehow we wind up like deep and in tears within about 15 minutes. So always good. <laughs> I know that that just said happen. I feel like like the, we we tend to go whoosh, and like plunge below the surface very very quickly when we're talking. So that's good stuff. Yeah. So while we're talking, anyone who's here right now, if you have any questions um, or you'd like to raise your hand and ask a question, then you can actually, because we're here live, um, you can actually do that. You can click on the little raise hand button at the bottom of the screen on Zoom, or you can click on Q&A, and that's going to be where you can submit your questions. And we'll have a segment here at the end where we answer all the questions that come in. And yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. So. So Melissa, for anyone who is just discovering you for the first time, could you share a little bit about your story and how you got started um, in the role that you're playing now for, for musicians? Sure. I mean, well, this is what I tell everybody. I, I'm addicted to three things. So I'm addicted to being a creator of music myself. So I'm addicted to writing, recording, performing, just making art, right? Sonic art. I am also addicted to people who make sonic art. So, you know, my favorite people on earth are the musicians, the creators, the weirdos, the nut jobs. These are my people. And so that's why I love what I do so much, right? Because I'm making music with those people all day, every day. And then my third addiction would be dogs. So if we ever do Zoom together and you have a dog, please bring the dog because um, that will definitely <laughs> light up my life. Yeah, so those are really the, the three most important things to me in the world. Oh, uh, that's nice. Uh, I'm imagining the perfect artist uh, being like, like having all three of those things. So like yeah. being a dog that makes music, that would be incredible. And if you guys are dogs or have mm -hmm. dogs, I would love to, I mean, I love dogs. If you have dogs that sing, let's talk. 
<laughs> I think I, I think that that rings a bell. I think that on America's Got Talent at one point there actually was a dog that like howled and like sang as it was howling. It was pretty incredible. Have you seen the video of the dogs singing along with All of Me by John Legend? Like he matches the vibrato. What? It's awesome. He's like. Wow, that is incredible. The world is is a good place. The world is a good place. Cool. Well, Melissa, I know you have a ton of experience working hands-on directly with artists for over two decades now. So I'm sure that in that time, you know, you start to see patterns, you start to see the same questions, the same challenges and things coming up over and over again. So I'm wondering to start out, what are some of the biggest challenges or the biggest things that you see coming up for musicians that that's, you start working with? Well, are we talking about in like the the artist identity space or in in what space are we are we contextualizing this? Yeah, let's let's do it to ground it. Let, let's say in like the music branding, artist identity, sort of discover like who am I as an artist? How do I stand out? What's my place in this? Sure. Sure. So I I think a couple of things. There's there's a whole mindset piece that is very individualized, right? So you have your people pleasers who are like, tell me who to be, tell me what's marketable, let me look at the algorithms and see which posts get the most likes, and I guess I'll do that. Mm-hmm. So that's one mindset block that is a huge mistake. And then you also have people who really are just doing the cart before the horse process, right? So they're like, I've been told I need to have a brand, so let me figure that out, right? And they're trying to figure that out in a very external way. What colors do I wear? Do I wear a hat? What should I be on TikTok or Instagram or should I live stream? And what they have not yet done is the internal creative exploration, right? If you push or get a coach to help you with it. Michael and I are both big fans of coaching, clearly. If we thought there was a better way to help you, we'd do something else. You know, get coaching, get real. If you're not getting really deep and pushing the edges of your own creativity, if you're being creatively complacent or creatively lazy and just kind of going, my artist identity is like girl with ukulele when really it's just the only instrument you play, right? You're, you're going to miss out. You're going to be focused on these external things and never really discover your internal brilliance, right? And then the third problem, and I know, you know, Michael, your audience now is getting to know I, I'm a real pain in the ass about this topic, but the third problem is really not having enough skills and enough tools in your toolkit to create something that brands you. You know, if you are not getting into a DAW, if you're not learning to use Logic or Ableton as an instrument in and of itself, if you are not self-sufficient, if you can't spend all weekend making full-on recordings because you've got these ideas in your head right now, then you're really missing out on the modern way of self-exploration and defining who you are. I mean, ultimately, your art is your artistic identity you know the clothes the visuals all those things can be a fun accessory for who you are but it's not who you are right so yeah i think those are the the three three main things Mm. 
That's so good. So let, let's kind of drill down maybe on one of those one of those challenges or one of those mistakes. And and again, like for if you're watching this right now, make sure to be writing a list of questions or notes. And if you put those in the Q and A, then um, that'll be awesome. Just as we're going th- throughout this, but it sounds like you know, one of the biggest challenges, kind of putting the cart before the horse, and really trying to figure out like externally, like kind of trying to to find out what's happening right now and how can I kind of chase what this other person is doing or chase the algorithms and trying to to please people. So I'd love to dive a little bit into into that feeling because I think as as creators or as musicians, you know, probably one thing that that attracted a lot of us to making music was seeing how it really gave us a platform to be able to express ourselves and how it pleased people around us, you know. And I think it's pretty common like as musicians like we really feed on that on that validation, that external validation. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about what, like that, that issue that comes up, how can someone who maybe is, is feeling that fear of in wanting people to, to like them and like their music and, and is feeling a little bit shy maybe and about kind of how they're coming across and, and wanting and is a people pleaser, how can they overcome that? Sure. There's a few things that, that you can do. I think one really important question I just asked a, a young woman that I met with earlier over the weekend. One really important question that I always ask is, what do you have to offer? And don't be afraid of that question, because I promise you the answer is not nothing. The answer might be, I don't know, but that's where you need to learn to live as an artist is in this, I don't know, I'm going to explore and I'm going to figure it out. So I asked this young woman, really gifted singer songwriter, who was showing up with very pretty dare I say, kind of generic and safe stuff on social media. I had gotten to know her as this beam of light. Like instantly she was showing up in Zoom classes and I was like, there's my best friend now. And I would joke with her, she's my best friend. Go to Instagram and I was not getting that vibe of like, here's my best friend. But to me, that was such an obvious part of her artist identity. I'm your best friend who makes great music that lights you up, right? So I said to her, what do you have to offer? And her first thing was, well, Based on the algorithms and based on the data, you know, people tend to like when I do this. And I was like, well, that is not at all the question that I asked you, you know, what is it you have to offer? And she said, well, I work really hard at what I do. And I said, well, that doesn't help me. What are you offering me? She said, well, I'm a really, really trained vocalist. Like, I think I sing really well. I said, the world doesn't need you to sing well. Nobody cares. Right. And this is where, again, I can be a pain in the ass. I'm glad you sing well, but like, what is it that a lot of people sing well? What is it that you have to offer? And that's where I could see almost like the tears welling up and a little bit of that fear of like, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. What if I don't? What if I don't have anything to offer? Right. And so getting to the edge of that abyss, that is why you're hiding. That is why you're people pleasing. That is why you're coming across as a blank slate. That is why you're trying so hard because there's that what if, what if, what if. And I see, you know, we have, you know, David's comment in here. There is no such thing as nothing, of course. We're humans. We are here for a reason, you know, and we've been given the desire to share our souls for a reason. So if you do nothing else, write something that says, what if I have nothing to offer and make that what you start to share? (laughs) You know, I'm pondering this question of what if I have nothing to offer and you watch how many people show up and say, 
I feel the same way. And you've just offered me a window into my own soul, you know? So yeah, I think asking yourself those really poignant questions and journaling about them will get you either to a bunch of unknowns that you can then share and talk about or some things that you know for sure about yourself and about what it is you'd like to offer the world. And then that's what you can share and talk about. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast, or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our music mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're going to get access to our entire music mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're gonna have our Music Mentor Spotlight series. And that's where we're gonna bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now. And one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and, and maybe the most valuable is that you're gonna have this, this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you wanna take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, from there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast for the show. Um, so don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. Mm. <laughs> There's so much goodness to, uh, to unpack there, especially around this idea of just like fear of not knowing, you know, and it does seem like there's, there's like a superpower and being comfortable with being uncomfortable or being okay with with not knowing and and not trying to hide the fact that you don't know but using that as a jumping off point a platform to to learn it's like oh well I don't I don't know but I can figure it out really powerful story so what are some thoughts what are some ideas for let's say that that someone's here right now and they're following along with this and they're like like holy cow like I don't really know exactly how to articulate that like I don't really know how to communicate what I offer. And if someone's kind of at that point where they're at that abyss, where do they go from there? Like, how, like, is maybe there are a few good questions they could ask themselves or like journal, like on like specific, like prompts maybe for them to start exploring this idea of like, of what, what that is. Yeah. I mean, it's such a big question, right? You know, who am I and what do I have to offer? You can ask people who are closest to you to describe you in three words or three phrases. And then you can also ask people who don't know you to describe you in three words or three phrases. There's always a really cool dichotomy there, right? You know, the people who know me best 
know me to be know me very very differently than the than the way that you and I know each other right there are some people who see me as like a whack job free spirit risk taker like nutball and there are other people who are like you are my most logical grounded friend <laughs> you know so i think getting to know like how you're coming across when you're making art and when you're you know showing up and performing and then also maybe other people can help reflect back to you what they see in you that you don't see in yourself that can help and then yeah some introspective stuff about if i had one perfect audience member who automatically got what i was throwing down who is that person what what do they look like what do they want why do they jive with me so well you know that could sometimes be easier than asking yourself like who am i and what is it that people like about me mm-hmm. Awesome. One thing that I just, just an idea that just came up at, at the end of that, because there's like a few moments that things that you just said that were so good, like they're like little like quotable nuggets of wisdom. I've seen in some live, you know, things like this, one role that sometimes people in the audience will play is they'll just, they'll quote and they'll share little snippets of wisdom in the chat and just kind of like repeat some of those things. So if someone here wanted to kind of, I mean, I think the benefit for you too is that it really helps you to absorb the takeaways and the things that you're learning. Yeah. But whenever you guys have like a kind of light bulb moment or like a really cool quote or something, if you wanted to quote it and put it in the chat, I think that'd be a great way to be able to, and then you can also at the end, like save the chat. And it's just like a great source of extra value for everyone. Yeah, I, I love that. And in the idea of you know, being able to have conversations with people where you discuss these things and you know it is kind of like sometimes we're like a fish in water right where it's like like we don't even realize that that we're swimming in water because we're always surrounded by it but then getting outside perspective is kind of like whoa they can really kind of shine a light on something that was unobserved inside of you and to to your point about like asking questions and, and having these conversations I think having this is something that isn't that much of a secret to like business business people especially that like in order to find out what do you offer that's valuable is like you get on you get on convert you get on calls you get on conversations with the people that you're looking to serve and you ask them like what do you find most valuable about this like what are your biggest challenges with this how can i serve you or like what's your biggest goal when it comes to this so I think the same thing probably applies to, I mean, you guys as musicians, like getting on Zoom calls, Zoom meetings with your fans and asking them, you know, like, who are some of your favorite bands and why do you listen to them? Like, what do you really get from music? Like, what's the value that's offered? What do you wish that um, artists would offer? What was your favorite, you know, ultimate experience you can possibly imagine, like having with one of your favorite artists? And I think there's probably a lot of really good, like gold, gold nuggets to, that could come out of that for you. Yeah. And I think, you know, when, when you get those answers, be careful not to try to please everybody. Cause you're going to have people say, Oh, I love the bands that take me deep into my problems. And you're going to have people say, I love the bands that are really happy and party animals who make me forget my problems. Right. So when you get those answers, you have to pay attention to the internal bolts of electricity you get of recognition of like, mm-hmm. that's what I do, or I could do that for you. Right. Yes. That's the type of music I want to make. You know, it's not just, it's not about what everyone else is saying. Those are conversations that you're having to help you recognize yourself in those conversations. Hmm.
I love that. Yeah, because that, that does seem like one of the, the questions that comes up or one of the challenges is like, how do you balance what other people are saying and like how much do you like believe about it or like take it to heart versus realizing that that you don't necessarily need like like to be validated based on what someone else says if you're seeking validation you're you're not making art you know i'm sorry but you're not you know you're making a product and i and we're not doing this because we want to make products like if you want to monetize your art yes you will need to understand how that industry works. But the beautiful situation that we are in right now is art that resonates with people is what the industry is responding to. And they're not even responding to the art as much as they're responding to the people's response to your art. And people who are going to respond to your art, aren't pe- they are not passive music consumers who like top 40 music, those people already have famous people to follow and stand, right? You are an independent, unsigned, underground weirdo. And so you are going to appeal to people who want homemade, authentic, real art. And as those people flock to you because you're offering them something real, something that says, I don't care what anybody else says, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. And I'm doing it for the three people out there that I know need to hear me, right? As, as those people are attracted to you, that's proof of concept. And if you want to then go into the industry, if that's part of your roadmap, that's what gets you there anyway. So this old school focus of, I've got to do what the industry wants and I have to do what the radio wants is deader than dead. You're, you're really forced to free yourself and be a true artist today. I mean, that's like the best thing about this really weird place that we're in, in the industry right now, is that the art has to lead, you know? Mm. I, I, I love that. that. That's so good in terms of like not feeling like you have to pretend to be someone else or to pretend to be bigger than you are and embracing when you're starting out with the three people. Yeah, I would, I would love to hear you talk a little bit about that because I think that that's something I see a lot too is sort of this this fear of being seen as like or sort of the, like wanting to make an impression like you have a bigger audience than you do or feeling like you're not enough or feeling like you have to you know like kind of avoid people finding out like you don't want people to find <laughs> out that you're that you're just starting out. Yeah, that imposter syndrome that we all have anyway, right? I mean. Is anybody here fooled by people's vanity numbers? Is anybody here fooled by, you know, someone who has no music out on Spotify, but somehow miraculously has 50,000 spot followers on Instagram or the reverse? Is anybody fooled by somebody who's got like a hundred followers here or there and has never played a live show and has 500,000 streams on one song on Spotify? Is anybody fooled by that? If, if you guys aren't fooled by it, you know, Capitol Records isn't fooled by it either, <laughs> you know? It's really become almost laughable at this point. And we're all getting the same Facebook ads of the companies that allow you to pay for numbers, right? So just try to make real friends, like treat social media like it's an actual social thing make real friends, connect with real people. I don't even say, think about fans, like make 
friends, make connections, and it it will grow. It really does grow exponentially. I mean, I don't know if, how many of you guys are Chelsea Cutler fans, but she comes into our mastermind groups and talks here and there, and people don't like her answers because she's like, well, I had like 20 people who came to every show, and after every show, I would hang out with them. And then I would be exhausted, but I'd be messaging with them on Instagram. And then I'd be messaging with their friends on Instagram. And then next thing I knew, there were like 120 people that I had to do this with. And I just didn't sleep. I was just, you know, spending all of my time traveling, you know, messaging all these people nonstop. And, you know, now look, nobody was out there boosting numbers for Chelsea Color to have a career. Mm-hmm. That's that's so important and, and such a good lesson too that I think that we can learn from is like is that temptation to sort of to skirt to make things appear bigger than they are rather than focusing on what makes like you know it's almost like trying to fix a root level issue on the level of the symptom right it's so like the symptom yeah. of success is that like those numbers go up but like that's not really a root of kind of what causes that so if you just like you know, artificially create that then you're missing the roots and so it comes ungrounded and it just doesn't really work we we're still humans at the end of the day we still connect the way we always have which is through honest i hear you i see you work you know so if you're looking for validation maybe you should give the validation away that you seek and see how that works for you mm, boom <laughs> my, my <laughs> drop moment there yeah that's so good yeah i mean that is such a valuable maybe one of the most valuable currencies that you have as like a human being is your ability to to, sh- to shine a light and to to appreciate you know, like appreciation is almost like this like fertilizer <laughs> it's like if you like appreciate something it like blossoms like it's like you fertilize a plant it just it, it grows and so yeah. yeah that's that's so good and i love i see now you guys are writing some of the the quotes there in the chat laura butler appreciation is like fertilizer it blossoms neil said it's not about convincing a stranger you're a big deal it's about letting a stranger know that they matter to you yeah, really good. And one thing I, I want to drill down on that you said that, again, we talked a little bit about it, but I think it's just like such a valuable nugget that you just shared is this idea that when you're starting out, you're not trying to appeal to the people who appeal to top 40 artists because you know, you're not a top 40 artist and it's probably going to be a while until you've reached that point. And so, I mean, and what it, one question for you, actually, as it applies to this this idea, is you see this sometimes with artists who started out and they built a very grassroots audience who loves them for their kind of indie, like smaller, like kind of sound and their stuff. And then sometimes it's not always this case, but sometimes it can fe- they can feel like there's some resistance to taking things to the next level and. And this tendency for some of those first fans, like, oh, like they sold out or they sort of like they lost their signature, like they lost who, who they are. I don't like the new stuff, even though it's more popular. And there's sort of like a hipster, like, oh, yeah, like I like I only like the old stuff, like the new stuff, blah, blah, blah. So I'm curious about about your thoughts around that that idea of really like at, at the beginning, making sure that that you're really connecting with those fans and, and what you're that they're looking for you specifically and something they can't get from a top 40 artist right now. Like, Yeah. I mean, are you, are you talking about the artists themselves have resistance 
to grow larger or that fans resist coming along with them? Kind of, kind of both. Yeah, I think, I mean, maybe the, and as I, as I describe this, I mean, maybe it's not the best, like this is probably a good conversation for someone who's kind of at that point where it's like, they're, they're ready to kind of stretch and they have an existing audience who's, you know, maybe there's some, I think that's like a normal thing that kind of happens, Um, but it might be, it might be better to start out a little bit earlier, just in terms of the, the idea that you don't have to be a top 40 artist and that you actually have something that's more valuable to offer right now than, than the top 40 artists do to those, to the smaller number of fans. I think you're touching upon something that I come up with all the time when I work with artists and that is fear of success. Fear of success is massive. Fear of success is actually more prominent in this field than fear of failure because success means I, I hear it all the time. I'm sure you do too. Does it mean that I'll have to leave my significant other? Does it mean that my income will be, you know, determined by Spotify? But what does this mean? What will it mean? Am I going to have to sell out? Am I going to have to go to a label and have them take away my creative fulfillment? Am I going to hate it is like the question. Are people going to hate me? Are my, am I going to have to, wait, you mean usually only one person from a band gets signed? So like my best friends aren't going to be able to be in the band maybe, right? There's a lot of fear around success. So if it helps, you guys should know that by the time a real industry opportunity is upon you, you will likely not need to take it if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely choose to stay independent, stay at the top of your you know lane your niche market travel tour sell music sell merch there are a lot of a lot of successful people making really solid livings living very happily without getting involved in the ed sheeran machine you know that we see so you know enjoy the journey enjoy that wonderful problem if and when <laughs> it finds you and just know that no one's going to take your your autonomy away you know it's a different world than it used to be yeah that's that's so good so we've got one other question from devin devin asked uh, i've got a question based on what you said about how you, you have to just be truly unique and we think about dating and how when you go on a first date with someone you definitely need to be yourself but at the same time it's like you don't just want to completely show everything all at once. You have to hold back a little bit at first because you literally don't know the person and need to figure out when you're first starting out what to express and be proud of and what you need to hold back. Also, they say that in poetry, it's just about, much about what you don't say as, as what you do. So how do you start off with figuring out your artist's identity? How do you decide what do you show and what do you conceal? Oh, I love this question. I love this question so much. Okay, this is not like dating because you're never going to know these people in person. It never needs to evolve beyond like, what you choose to show and what you don't ever. So it's, I hear what you're saying and yet you're not going into like a, a marriage or any sort of intimate relationship with your fans, you're making art. And so your art can be a Jackson Pollock It can be a word version of Jackson Pollock, (laughs) right? It can be total poetry. It can be random, absolute nonsense stream of consciousness if that's your art, right? And, And that can literally be the way you express yourself in your diary for all I know. Right. So I, I'm not literally, I'm so glad you asked for that clarification because I am not literally saying 
you have to show up without any sort of artistry or poetry in the way that you present yourself. I think you should explore all sorts of weird, random, abstract ways of expressing yourself. None of that is hiding, in my opinion. All of it is showing exactly what it is that you want to make and that you want to share with the world. Mic drop. <laughs> I feel like there's been like a few moments where I, at this point I really should just get like a symbolic microphone that I can drop. <laughs> so at special moments I can do that. <laughs> that would be um, some great thing to add to all of the talk. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Maybe I can get like a like a special like a little button I can press that just like drops a virtual microphone <laughs> in the middle of the screen. Um, all right. Well, Melissa, hey, thank you so much for, for taking the time to be here today. And I always enjoy our conversations. You're awesome. And for anyone who's here right now, I think that Ari just posted it in the chat, which is awesome. But I would love to hear a little bit. I know you guys have some big plans right now and some things that, that you're doing within your community. And so I'd love to hear you just talk a little bit about what's on the radar right now. And for anyone who's watching this right now who wants to connect more or um, look deeper into the resource you offer, what would be the best place for them to, to go there? Sure. This fall, we are doing some live mastermind programs in music production where you're working with in real time with uh, professional producers and a multi-grammy winning producer sharing your screen and your audio he can actually go in and fix things and teach everybody while in your track which is pretty amazing he's also doing a mixing program later in the fall and then I haven't announced it yet, but I have a very special, super secret contemporary vocal artist identity integration program coming up later in the fall. So if you at least reach out, that lets me know I can keep in touch with you and let you know when all of those things come together. Wow, that's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that, the the super secret, super secret thing. And secret, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the ability to actually have your songs like in your session walked through by a multiple Grammy you say Grammy nominated or was it Grammy award winning or multiple Grammy award winning producer yeah Ooh, wow that is incredible cool so sounds like best next step would be to click on the link to reach out and connect with you personally and then from there there'll be some di like the different resources that they can stay connected and get like, notified with yeah well, thank you so much, Melissa. I think that that's really, really generous and generous of you to come on here and to share to share your time with everyone and to answer these questions. It's been awesome. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then that'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That, that really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.